Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of My Snutcast. It is Sunday, May 22nd, here in the Philippines. My name is Tom Kuntz, and this is episode 17. Today I want to talk about four ways that we can fill our lives with light. So with that, let's get started. The number four is both popular and common. For example, four by four pickups, four leaf clovers. There are four seasons, four major, major compass directions, four members of the Beatles, and now a rejuvenation of the Fantastic Four. If you're a basketball fan, the final four. If not, then there's four square. In the scriptures, there are the four sons of Mosiah. Revelation speaks of four beasts and then four angels. Daniel speaks of four winds. Christ fed the 4,000. Most temples have the symbol of the four corners of the earth on the front. Okay, you, you get the point. Today I want to talk to you about four ways we can fill our lives with greater light. My hope is that as you listen today, the Spirit will be the teacher and whisper to each of us those things that we individually need to act upon. There are many scriptures that support the idea of filling our lives with light, but there is one in particular I want to refer to. It is found in Doctrine and Covenants, section 88, verse 67. And if your eye be single to my glory, your whole body shall be filled with light, and there shall be no darkness in you, and that body which is filled with light comprehendeth all things. Well, there are two key takeaways for me in this scripture. First, when we are filled with light, there will be no darkness in us. And second, when we are filled with light, we can comprehend all things. In a world that is ever more chaotic, confusing, and corrupt, our need for these two great blessings grow. So for the next few minutes, I want to share with you four ways we can fill our lives with light. They are, one, studying the scriptures, two, engaging in sanctifying temple service, three, the strengthening of souls, and four, seeking the Spirit. First, let's talk about studying the scriptures. This is one of the most fundamental aspects of the life of faithful Latter-day Saints. At a recent general conference, Elder Hale spoke on this very topic, and I love what he said. He said, quote, When we want God to hear our voice, we pray. When we want to hear His voice, we read the Scriptures. Unquote. Elder Packer has said, True doctrine understood changes attitudes and behavior. The study of doctrines of the gospel will improve behavior quicker than a study of behavior will improve behavior. In other words, reading and studying the scriptures can transform us. If we are not reading, studying, and pondering the scriptures every single day, we are forgoing important light and understanding and personal sanctification. Here's just one example. In Nephi 4, chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, it says this, And it came to pass that I spake unto my brethren, saying, Let us go up again unto Jerusalem, and let us be faithful in keeping the commandments of the Lord. For behold, he is mightier than all the earth. Then why not mightier than Laban and his fifty, yea, or even than his tens of thousands? Therefore, let us go up, let us be strong like unto Moses, for he truly spake unto the waters of the Red Sea, and they parted hither and thither. Well, why was it that Nephi had such great faith? You see, because he knew that if the Lord would help Moses, then he could certainly help him. 
He drew strength from knowing how the Lord had responded to others who found themselves in tough situations, knowing that he could access that same power. And Nephi and his brothers were in a tough situation. I find that for me, my most productive time with the scriptures is when I have a paper and pen in hand. I have also found that when I start writing, thoughts and understanding come to me that I had previously not even considered. I want to invite you to join me in reading, studying, and pondering the scriptures every single day. Second, sanctifying temple service. It is coming to know God by being in his house where we can partake freely of his spirit through the ordinances of the temple. I reference the scripture in 1 Nephi 18.3. This was during the time that Nephi was building a boat after the manner shown unto him by God. Where did Nephi get his instructions? The scripture says, And I, Nephi, did go unto the mount oft, and I did pray oft unto the Lord. Wherefore the Lord showed unto me great things. The mount was Nephi's temple, and he went there often. It was there that he received direction and guidance on how to do something that he did not know how to do by himself. You see, the temple brings us great blessings. As I have mentioned in previous nutcasts, it has now been almost 10 years since my wife and I have been going to the temple every week. We used to go most often independent of one another because we found it difficult to find a slot that worked for both of us. But since being here in Manila, we get to always go together. It's been wonderful. But the most important thing has been the consistency with which we have attended. I bear you my witness that it has made a huge difference in our lives. Our personal lives are better and our marriage, which was already great, is now even stronger. This has also been my way of trying to offer more of my will to the Father. At the centennial celebration of the Logan Temple, President Benson, speaking to those who faithfully attend the temple, said this, quote, You will love your family with a deeper love than you have loved before, unquote. I bear you my witness this is true. We can all be more engaged in temple work and temple worship. And also, this also means that we should be doing some work on family history. I know personally the miracle associated with finding an ancestor for whom I have sought for many years. I know the gentle feelings of the Spirit pushing me to do something because a family member is waiting for me on the other side. I have seen the Lord answer my prayers through others along this journey. I know the work that we do in temple matters. There are other blessings associated in the temple, for it is there that the Spirit whispers often to us. I do know that the more often we are in the temple, the more often we receive guidance. Elder Packer, in his book, The Holy Temple, said this, quote, Sometimes our minds are so beset with problems, and there are so many things clamoring for our attention at once, that we just cannot think clearly. At the temple, the dust of distraction seems to settle out. The fog and the haze seem to lift, and we can see things that we were not able to see before. End quote. Therefore, I wonder, do we fully appreciate the power of the temple in our lives? Could each of us not find a way to increase our temple attendance? For example, if we're going every couple of months, can we commit to go monthly? If we're going monthly, could we go twice a month? If we're going twice a month, can we go weekly? My witness is that the light that fills our temple will begin to have a greater place in us as well. The third item is strengthening souls, and this is about serving others. There are two important aspects of service. One is the benefit that comes to others. 
The second is the benefit that comes to us. When we talk about the benefit to others, I want to emphasize that I'm not just talking about home teaching or other church-related service, but I'm also talking about finding those who are hurting spiritually or emotionally and bullying them up, whether they're members of the church or not, lifting them to see the grand perspective of the great plan of happiness. In a 2006 General Conference address, Elder Don R. Clark said this, I have learned that a person does not need to have a church calling, an invitation to help someone, or even good health to become an instrument in God's hands. When we serve others, we are acting as the Savior acted on our behalf. We're doing something for them that they may not be able to do for themselves. The other aspect of service is what it does for us. President George Albert Smith taught, quote, It is not what we receive that enriches our lives, it is what we give, unquote. In that same 2006 General Conference I mentioned earlier, Elder Baxter said, quote, Selfless service is a wonderful antidote to the ills that flow from the worldwide epidemic of self-indulgence. Some grow bitter or anxious when it seems that not enough attention is being paid to them, when their lives would be so enriched if only they paid more attention to the needs of others. Stretching our souls in service helps us to rise above our cares, concerns, and challenges. As we focus our energies on lifting the burdens of others, our own burdens diminish. We become happier. There is more substance to our lives. End quote. When we strengthen the souls of others, we are doing what the Lord would do if He were here. Service is an absolute requirement for our sanctification. There are many we can reach out to and touch. And it is my hope and prayer that we may all be engaged in strengthening the souls of others as individuals and as families. Fourth, this is about seeking the Spirit. It's about seeking to know what the Lord's will is for us and then having the courage to pursue it. It involves the three things I've already spoken of, but adds to it prayer, pondering, listening for the promptings of the Spirit, and then acting upon those promptings. Learning to recognize the voice of the Spirit takes time and experience, much like playing basketball, for example. When one of our sons was very young, he wanted to go to a sleepover at a friend's house. My wife and I have never been big fans of sleepovers, and our kids knew this. So I started thinking, maybe I can teach my son about receiving answers to his prayers. I invited him to go into his room and pray to Heavenly Father about whether or not he should go, thinking surely the Lord would tell him no. So he dutifully went into his room and came out a few minutes later. When I asked how he felt, he said he felt great about going. While I was initially surprised at his response, it didn't take long for me to realize that I had asked him to do something for which he had no experience. I had set him up to fail. Of course he felt great about going. That was what he wanted to do all along. Hearing the still small voice takes practice and experience. How could I expect my seven-year-old son to understand that? When Captain Moroni was still very young, we read in Alma 43 that he sent messengers to the prophet Alma, asking him to inquire of the Lord where the army should go. But in time, we know that Moroni learned how to receive inspiration for his stewardship himself. For we read in the 48th chapter, as Mormon reflects on Moroni's life, that he became, quote, a man of a perfect understanding, unquote, suggesting that he learned how to receive and recognize personal revelation. We can see this by the way Moroni 
conducted warfare, introducing two completely new methods, one involving arm shields, shields to defend their heads, and also thick clothing, and the other involving erecting small forts or places of resort with banks of earth thrown up around about, also building walls of stone. One of the best ways to seek the Spirit is through heartfelt, sincere, and consistent prayer. That means kneeling in the morning and at night and offering our prayer of thanksgiving and need. It means stopping to listen to see what it is Heavenly Father might tell us. Again, this idea of having a pencil and a pad close by is a great way of telling the Lord we are ready, ready to receive instruction. Elder Bruce R. McConkie taught, quote, There is no limit to the revelations we may receive. Unquote. In the 1880 conference, President Woodruff told of dreams he had had after the death of the Prophet Joseph, in which he conversed with the Prophet many times. He then related another dream in which he talked with Brigham Young, and this is what he said, quote, I saw Brother Brigham and Bro Brother Heber ride in a carriage ahead of the carriage in which I rode when I was on my way to attend conference, and they were dressed in the most priestly robes. When we arrived at our destination, I asked President Young if he would preach to us. He said, No, I have finished my testimony in the flesh. I shall not talk to this people anymore. Then, said he, I want you to teach the people, and I want you to follow this counsel yourself, that they must labor and so live as to obtain the Holy Spirit. For without this, you cannot build up the kingdom. Without the Spirit of God, you are in danger of walking in the dark and in danger of failing to accomplish your calling as apostles and as elders in the church and kingdom of God. And said he, Brother Joseph taught me this principle. Unquote. Well, is not our need even greater today? In summary on this point, I want to read something from the prophet Joseph Smith. He said that the greatest torment he had was because this people would not live up to their spiritual privileges. He said he felt as though he were pent up in an acorn shell, and all because the people would not prepare themselves to receive the rich treasures of wisdom and knowledge that he had to impart. He could have revealed a great many things to us if we had been ready. Well, are we living up to our spiritual privileges? Are there rich treasures that the Lord could reveal to us if our lives were filled with greater light? I believe there are. I want to close today by returning to the Book of Mormon and referencing the story of the brother of Jared. This prophet of God needed light. In this case, it was light for the barges. Well, how did he get that light? He exercised his faith that the Lord could touch 16 stones molten from rock and that they would give off light for what we know was at least a year. Is it any different for us? I know that he can and will touch our lives and fill them with light as we exercise faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and focus more on studying the scriptures, engaging in sanctifying temple service, strengthening the souls of others, and by seeking the Spirit. Well, that concludes episode 17. Thank you once again for listening. I hope this nutcast has been helpful in encouraging all of us to seek just a bit more light in our lives. Until next week, keep the faith.